0: It's never been easier to learn, perform, and succeed from the privacy of your own home and at your own pace. This is truly an education you won't find anywhere else. This week, Voices.com is pleased to present Nancy Wolfson. There's usually
1: three sources of problem when I'm hearing problem on a demo. One problem is... Not your fault, and I say your when I'm talking to talent. Not your fault. Poor production quality. You have to have a production team, a, a writer, producer. You know, I can only speak for myself, but in the brain track scenario, that would be me. And an engineer who together really know the realities of what real spots sound like. A lot of times when we produce spots, if it's a TV spot, the music level is kind of high. And I oftentimes have my students coming back at me going, you know, I feel like my voice is a little obscured on that spot. You know, I was listening to this spot with my cousin, mother, husband, boyfriend, and they said, I can't quite hear you on that spot. You know what? Ironically, that's not a bad production problem. That actually sounds like a real spot. You don't want to have your voice too far forward underneath a TV spot because that's not how a real TV spot sounds. So I could go on for three days about this, but I'm going to shut up on that what topic now. What about I want to hear some other, like, do the and two don't. other. Well, the two oh, other. Yeah. So one possible source of a problem on a bad demo is you know, things that are not your fault, production issues. It needs to be written and produced properly. Another, uh, And it needs to be narrowly branded. A commercial demo that's too versatile doesn't paint a clear portrait of who you are and that's not useful. That's not your fault either, that's a producer-writers issue. Second issue is kind of swirled in with the third, but it, it's a performance thing. Um, When I hear poor performance things popping up on a demo, I can tell when I'm listening to a demo of somebody who hasn't had proper training because they're doing things that are chapters 4 and 11 in my notebook that I teach people to never do. And then I hear it on your demo, you know, like which is game day. And I think, oh my goodness, that person never learned not to do that in, in their education, the thing above you on the flow chart. A solid education should make sure that that stuff's not showing up, like, in bad performances on your demo. However, you know, everybody gets nervous on game day and things happen, but that's why you've got a director there. So I'm at a loss. But one of the things that drives me nuts in terms of performance that's a very elementary thing and it really makes somebody look like um, a beginner is when I hear the nervousness of their primary reality bleeding through on how they deliver lines in their secondary reality. It's a little obscure and that's sort of something I cover in the education, but it's the matter of chuckling on your own lines once, twice, repeatedly. It's like the biggest thing that makes me cringe. Because, you know, when you're nervous a lot of times you chuckle self consciously or sometimes people try to make their performance non announcery by kind of <laughs> chuckling their way through a line. All I hear as a former agent and as a judge of performances is, wow, that person's nervous. I don't think the girl who's supposed to be talking about 7-Eleven is nervous. She's confident about her experience at 7-Eleven, this girl you're pretending to be. But I'm hearing Marianne chuckling as she does each line repeatedly, and, oh, my gosh, I hear it over and over like a broken record. That's an acting example. Of, that's an example of, some, of an acting mistake that just screams, I haven't finished all my skills yet because I'm still nervous when I perform. So that's something that's an acting mistake that should have been fixed back up in education or it should have been caught by the director during the performance because, you know, I don't mean to be mean. People get nervous on game day, but that's what your director is there to catch. So usually the problems I hear on demos source out of one of those one of those three bins. But, and, and I have to say, too, yes, when you're on game day of demo day, it is really important to have a good director. I mean, it's important no matter when you're acting to have a good director. However, we're, you know, when, once you do have your own home studio equipment, you are sending auditions from home. You also need to be able to self-direct, and you can't self-direct without having learned it correctly in the first place um, because you're not going to book jobs. And again, I come back to that's the point. We all want to book jobs, make money.
0: Thank you for joining us. To learn more about the special guest featured in this com podcast, visit the voiceover experts show notes at podcasts.voices.com slash voiceover experts remember to stay subscribed if you're a first time listener you can subscribe for free to this podcast in the apple itunes podcast directory or by visiting podcasts.voices.com to start your voiceover career online go to voices.com and register for a voice talent membership today This has been a Voices.com production.